Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus, dear friends. The part of God's Word that we'll take a look at this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18. Since it is a record of our Savior's words, I invite you to please stand for our Gospel reading. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice, so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones, who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice, and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? This is the Gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. It pays to be persistent. Even babies know that. Anybody who has raised children knows the power of their persistence. You know, parenting books will often say that the best way to get a little baby to sleep through the night is to let them cry it out rather than to go right in there and try and comfort them. And that plan, as simple as it sounds, is not always so easy to carry out. I mean, at 7 in the evening when you're thinking about that plan, maybe talking about it with your spouse, it all sounds good. But at 2 in the morning, when the crying starts, things begin to change. Maybe you're okay for the first five minutes or so, but then you start to get restless. See, the problem is babies are smarter than we think. They know that we have a breaking point. And so after about 10 or 15 minutes or so, you really start to question the plan. You think, maybe there is something wrong. Or maybe if I go in there and just rock them a little bit, they'll sleep the rest of the night. Pretty soon, the persistence of that little one pays off, and the parents come. Days to be persistent. That's really what this parable about the widow and the unjust judge is all about. You know, whenever we're looking at one of Jesus' parables, we want to stay focused on that main point. We kind of wander here and there and start making connections that Jesus never had in mind for these parables. We can quickly get off track. But in this case, it's really pretty simple. Because the main point of the parable is set right up front for us in that opening verse. Jesus wants his people to always pray and not give up. And so, following the example of this widow, having our faith strengthened by the Lord's promises, we won't give up on prayer. 
Jesus says in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. Nice guy, right? I mean, just the exact opposite of what a judge ought to be. He had no regard for what the Lord thought about his judgments. He had no regard for the natural law written into his heart that should have guided the judgments that he made. He also didn't care about the opinion of the people that he was serving justice to. He thought only about himself. Only what was in his best interest. Well, Jesus continues and says, There was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. This poor widow had no one to stand up for her in this dispute. She needed help. And so she was looking to this judge of all people to give her that help. And based on the description we just read of him, it didn't look very promising for this widow. But she had a weapon that he couldn't avoid. She was persistent. At first, for a little while, he managed to put her off, but pretty soon his own self-interest moved him to action. Again, he didn't care about granting justice to this woman. He didn't care what people thought if they were talking about the way that he was treating this woman. No, the thing that really bothered this judge was the thought that this woman might just keep coming and coming and coming. And so he says, I'll see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. It pays to be persistent. And again, that's the point that Jesus wants us to take away from this parable. He wants his people to pray and to not give up, to be persistent. But that kind of a regular, persistent prayer life it's not always such an easy thing. There are a lot of obstacles that get in the way of that. One of them, maybe one of the chief ones, is our own busyness. Coupled with that, our own laziness. We have so many things going on in our lives that it's easy to kind of push prayer to that back burner or maybe push it off the plate entirely. When we start the day, Maybe it just seems to us there are things more urgent, more important than spending a little time in prayer. Maybe we're in the habit of grabbing our phones right away to see what emails have come in or to see what the news feed says, to see what we can kind of expect for the day. And then when we get to the end of the day, we might look back and say, well, it seems like I accomplished much during the day, but we recognize that we never did find time for prayer. And now it's already so late, we're already so tired, we figure out, let's put it off till tomorrow. We know that prayer takes time, takes effort, takes thought. But at the end of the day, maybe it just seems easier, more relaxing to just sit and watch a little TV or head straight to bed. Another obstacle that gets in the way of our persistent prayers is the perceived lack of help that we sometimes receive when we pray. Maybe you've had thoughts like these. You know, I've 
prayed so many times for so many different things, and yet things never seem to happen the way I want them to, or when I want them to. So why bother? Pretty soon we start looking at prayer as something that's not so valuable, not so important for our everyday lives. And behind that attitude maybe lays our doubts about God's willingness to help or even His ability to help. Sometimes maybe we even start to view God kind of like that unjust judge in the parable. Somebody who could kind of care less about His people when they've been wronged or care less about helping somebody in time of need. We find ourselves getting to that place where we think the only person we can really rely on is ourselves. For one reason or another, we often don't feel or see the need to be regular and persistent in our prayer life. But Jesus says, don't give up on prayer. Remember, prayer is not only something that God has invited us to do, truly is something that he's commanded us to do. God says, call upon me in the day of trouble. Through the Apostle Paul, God says, pray continually. And see, God invites our prayers not for his sake, but for our sake. He knows that we have the need to pray even when we don't see or feel that need. We have the need to pray for those spiritual blessings that come only from God, just as Jesus taught us in the Lord's Prayer. In that prayer, we come to God and we ask that He would help us to always honor His name. We ask that He would strengthen His rule in our hearts. We ask that He would forgive us and that He would give us the power to forgive one another. We ask that He would deliver us from evil and temptation. All these things are daily needs that we have as we seek to live as God's people in this world. All of these things come only from God. And for the sake of our faith, for the sake of our eternal soul, He invites us, even commands us, to ask for that. Looking beyond ourselves and our own needs, we see that there's so much more to be praying for as well. We want to be praying for the spiritual health and well-being of others. Praying for the comfort of those who are grieving. Praying for the healing and health of those who are sick or injured, praying for the spread of the gospel in this community and in the world, praying for the work that we do as a congregation. We want to pray for the peace, the unity, the safety of the people of this world. Don't give up on prayer. We need this. And so do the people that we pray for. fact is, even Jesus needed it. I mean, during his time in this world, he spent many occasions in prayer. Before he appointed the twelve apostles, we're told that Jesus spent the night in prayer. Before his arrest, his trial, his crucifixion, he went to his Father in prayer. Jesus never gave up on prayer, not for his own ministry and not for our sake either. His perfect life of persistent prayer 
It's counted as our own through faith in him. See, Jesus isn't just an example for us of how to pray or when to pray. He's the one who came to pray for us. For all of the times that we were too busy or too lazy or too filled with doubts. And Jesus' persistent prayer to the Father, I will be done. Again and again, thy will be done. And of course, we know the Father heard and answered that prayer by leading his Son to the cross where his will for our salvation would be carried out. He led him to the cross where God's Son would willingly lay down his life to make payment for our sins. Jesus never gave up on prayer, not even when it meant his own suffering and death. He never gave up on prayer because of his great love for you and I. And so now he wants us to look to him in faith, to follow this example that we see in this widow, and to pray, and not give up. You know, I mentioned at the beginning that even babies know that it pays to be persistent. Another thing that's true about children is that when their persistence is rewarded, they grow even more persistent. I mean, when a child comes to understand that when they wanted something from their parents the last time and it took them 15 times of asking before they got it, they're going to be willing the next time to ask 20 times for that thing they're looking for. For better or for worse, persistence, when it is rewarded, is reinforced. When it comes to our persistent prayers to the Father in heaven, it's always for the better. He wants us to be persistent, and so he rewards that with his promises, made and kept to us. Promises about who he is, promises about his love for us, Promises about the relationship that we have with Him. Promises to hear us, to answer, and to act on our behalf. Encouraged by those promises, we will be persistent in our prayers. You know, when Jesus introduces this unjust judge in the parable, He really sets him up in sharp contrast to our God. As we heard, this judge had no fear of God, and so He didn't care about giving justice to people. He only did what was best for him. God, on the other hand, is always just. He can't act otherwise when we come to him in prayer. This unjust judge could have cared less for the people that he was serving with justice. Our God, on the other hand, he promises that he has so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. The unjust judge in the parable had no relationship with that widow whatsoever. But our God, he calls us his dearly loved children. And he invites us to call him our father. That changes the whole equation. Jesus says, will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? The unjust judge didn't give a hoot about that widow pleading for his help and mercy. But God calls us his chosen one, his children. He's not going to keep putting us off. 
Jesus says, will he do that? Will God act like that unjust judge in the parable? Sometimes maybe it seems that way, doesn't it? But here's the difference. When that unjust judge denied justice for that widow initially, he was serving himself. That's all. When God delays answers to our prayers, he's serving us. Not doing what's best for him, he's doing what's best for you and me. Some God, sometimes God may delay giving answer to our prayers because he wants to remove any selfishness from those prayers. Sometimes God might delay in order to increase our longing for that blessing all the more. Sometimes God might delay because he knows that quick, easy answers don't always serve to strengthen our faith. God may delay his answer to our prayers for any number of reasons, but we know that eventually that help is going to come. When we're in need, when we're in trouble, God will not forget about us. When we've been wronged, when somebody has taken advantage of us and it seems like they're getting away with it, God's going to take care of the matter at the right time, in his time. Jesus says, I tell you, he will see that they get justice quickly. Encouraged by that promise, we won't give up on prayer. Just one question that remains then. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? This question from Jesus really brings us back to our theme for the day. My faith looks up to thee and does not give up on prayer. Jesus wants us to see that there is a direct correlation between our faith relationship with him and our life of persistent prayer. When our faith in him is lacking, when our connection with his word and sacraments is getting crowded out of our lives because we have so many things on our agenda, then our faith is going to suffer, and along with it, so is our prayer life. But the more we listen, to our Savior's voice of love and grace, the more our faith will grow and our persistent prayers will follow suit. And in answer to those prayers, God will come according to his promise and strengthen our faith even more. And that cycle of blessing that God has in mind for us as his people will continue. When our faith looks up to Jesus, we will always pray not give up. Amen. May the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.